All right, babe, here we go. I am so honored to present you this call with Tammy, who is such a potent, powerful soul, powerful practitioner. And this call is for you if you are having any questions or experiences around, I know there's something that's asking me to be brought forward. There's a message coming through and it feels almost bigger than me. It feels a little bit scary. There's a little bit of questioning or resistance around why is this coming for me? Why is this uh, coming for me to speak about? And the liberation and the opening and that happens in this conversation, uh, it is my deepest knowing and prayer that it inspires you and elevates you and serves as a key of liberation for your own self and the depth and power of your work. Here we go. And a huge welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. Hi there. <sighs> so, yes, I'm so happy to be here with you. And I was just taking a look at what you shared that you'd like to work on. And yeah, I'll just let you kind of speak into what, if anything of that is present right now, kind of where you want to take things and just kind of hand it over to you here. Yeah, so I was sitting just before our call and just really connecting with my own higher self. And I really just asked, what do, I, what do I need support with at the moment? And what I got, it was that I just need support in consistency showing up, consistently showing up. Mm. Yeah. And what does that look like for you consistently showing up? Or rather, what are you also seeing right now that's telling you like, this isn't what I'd like it to be because of these factors? It's almost like I start and I show up strong and, I, and then I go back to my shell. And it's this like, it's been this vibration of coming out and then going right back in, coming out. And I was pondering upon what's, you know, a remedy for being more, I don't know if it's like fear puts me right back in or what do you do in the midst? Cause it's like, I feel like I, I'm not afraid of showing up, but then I don't, I don't even know why I don't consistently show up. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like I don't have a reason to, like, if you would ask me why, why do you hide? I, it's not like I'm hiding. It's just I'm not sure why I don't consistently show up, if I could just be honest. Mm, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and how long are the moments where you're saying you're not showing up? Like, how, what kind of time frame are we talking about? Long time frames. It would be like one month, I'm out, out, out. And then the next month, nothing at all, maybe a picture. And I mm -hmm. feel like, um, and it's the same with my business. It's like, I don't consistently have income coming in because I don't consistently also put out. And I noticed like, when I do put out, even though it might not even be the people who are watching me, my energy is so open that I do receive clients. But then when I'm hiding, I don't. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, that's amazing because you, you can count on that. You know that I'll come back in, I'll show up. My energy is amazing. I'll receive clients. So you know that. And what happens when you enroll those clients? Like, how does your schedule feel? How does your, your relationship with those people feel? Is it uplifting? Is it kind of draining? What's happening? So I feel like, um, in the beginning, it's very uplifting. I'm like giving my all. And then um, I hit a plateau, I would say. And I, I kind of figure out it was like almost like they feel like they're receiving the same thing versus like bringing something different into the scheme of my service, which I think that will help when they're not really sure what to expect versus like 
always knowing what to ex- what they're going to expect. And what does that mean? Like that they know what to expect on each particular coaching call or through your journey together? Yeah, because my journey is usually to connect to the inner child and have them mm-hmm. ask the inner child what is it that you need, like how to um, untangle whatever entanglement they're having at the moment. Mm-hmm. And if I, I energetically, when I connected to why am I hitting this plateau, I noticed it's like they feel in their mind that they can just connect to their own inner child after a few sessions. Mm-hmm. But the difference is like me maybe not making all the sessions so similar, creating some differences within the flow of where I'm bringing them. Yeah, interesting. And, you know, I, I want to kind of uh, speak into this for a second that, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm exploring how this is tying into the consistency. So um, I just want to ask you a couple of questions about this. Like, for example, how, long are the journeys with you and how many sessions are in that or how many sessions per month let's say so normally if it's like a package is three sessions a month and then one for integration Mm -hmm. um but like some is just like when they decide to do it like as they want to take sessions which those I those are the ones I feel I hate more the more of the plateau than the other ones okay and when you hit the plateau what does that look like is that your excitement or they're they're not coming to the session or what does that look like um it's more of my excitement is not as big Mm -hmm. to to serve as like they come in I feel like I still serve like when I'm in service um I'm always, you know, given 100% of me, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's so amazing to feel that upliftment and expansion that we get to feel when we are, um, serving. So, I mean, for me, I would say that that's, I'd love to kind of explore what that might look like for you. What are you getting any inklings or any information around if you were to, Cause I'm almost feeling like there's, there's another layer of your gifts or of your journey um, for a client that gets to come in. And if you, if you could take this person that's had a couple inner child sessions and they, they kind of know the flow, they know the structure, where would you go with them or what would you do with them? If it was completely in your joy and there was no rules and no, uh, expectation of maybe what they signed up for, what the sessions need to look like in any way. Yeah, I I actually tapped into that recently, and it was like showing me that when I tapped into it, it was like I'm not having fun with it because I'm not bringing myself into that fun freedom of expression. I'm just like, this is how I learned it. This is how I need to bring it. This is how I channel. Mm. Um, and my channel was like, no, I want excitement. I want to paint sometimes. Like it was showing me like it wants to do things different. It wants to yes. bring the session into a different form. And I thought that was really cool. And it was like, sometimes I'm going to paint some symbols for that person. Sometimes I'm just going to write something. Sometimes I'm going to, um, it, it was just showing me wants to like create with the flow, not just feel stuck in one way of doing things. Yes. Yes. And have you been experimenting with that in sessions? I have. I re- literally just got that. Um, like. Uh, like less than four days ago. Oh, OK. Wonderful. So kind of putting that to the side for a second and going back into the way that you're sharing about that you're showing up the way that you come forward for a month and then pull back for a month. Is it that, does it happen that there's the pullback or the kind of the hiding, if you will, let's just call it hiding, even though I'm not sure that that's what it is. Does that happen once you are out and you enroll the client or two, and then there's this kind of exhale energy or when does that start to happen? When I'm not having clients and then it like draws 
down because I'm not receiving clients. Okay. So you come out and you're speaking and no clients come in and then there's a pullback energy. Yeah. Okay. And what about where you shared that because your energy is a certain kind of way that when you do come forward into presence, it attracts clients in. So it's like, um, what I noticed is that the clients don't really come in from me showing up. Mm. I don't know if that's a story I'm saying to. Um, It will be from someone else, like someone else that I, you know, gave a session to, that knows the work that will, and then I'm like, well, keep putting out so much energy and I'm not really getting anything for it. Yes. Okay. So even in that, just right there, it's like, I'm putting out energy and I'm not getting anything for it. And okay. So just even that it sounds transactional and transactional gets exhausting when the transaction doesn't get completed. Like I'm coming forward in order to get clients. And when I don't, I start getting tired and I want to conserve my energy and I pull back. Does that sound true? Yeah. Yeah. Is there, and because you're getting word of mouth and because of the type of practitioner you are and the type of work you do, which I personally know is amazing, do you, um, let's just kind of dig into this for a second. Do you need to then go, go out and use social media at all for client getting, so to speak, if you're getting word of mouth connections? Um, I feel like the word of mouth is not consistent enough for me to be like, no, I have enough from that. So, okay. Yeah, for sure. And do you know when you receive a client from social media and how, you know, what percentage of your people would you say are those? Um. Not many at all, but I can't really say much because I haven't also showed myself consistently enough to say, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm showing up here and there and it's not like, now that I see, I see it in a different way. Like if it's a relationship and I'm not really showing up that much, why would that person want to show up for me? You know? Um, True. Yeah, for sure. There's that angle. There's also this part of, you know, I can discover someone one day and all of a sudden I'm just in to whatever they're giving. That said, of course, that's true. Mm. Is there a part of you that feels that, okay, so the, the social media piece, is there a desire to bring your presence into the collective field of social media or is there kind of like I should I have to this is what needs to be done this is how people get clients Mm. it's more like I want to but Uh in the same note it's like there's a like I see it as there's a bunch of different reasons why I don't, and those reasons intervene at different times. Oh, I don't want my family to see this, or I don't want mm. them to think I'm doing this. And then that kind of starts to drain because then I can't really fully express yes. myself freely. Okay, yeah, that's, yes, that is the root. It, what else is in the way of this? What else is coming up as you utilize social media? Um, what I energetically feel like I want to talk about, I'm almost afraid to talk about it. Mm. And where is that fear hooked into? Is it the family? Is it something else? It's like religion and then family because they're connected to the religion. Hmm. Wow. Yes, that is so profound. And just logistically speaking, is there an option to limit fi- what family sees from you on social media? 
Um, yeah, I think there is new, but I have so much family on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's almost like maybe I should just open my, like, I, I, I did start a, a private group where I was going to just talk about it and be freely there. And then yeah. some family members started adding themselves. And then I, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> going well, so, and here's the gorgeous part of this, that there's, there's, and I'm sure you're aware of this, there's this metaphor that's happening of, do I really get to be myself in the world? Do I get to bring my gift and my insight and my perspective to the world um, when my family is here? Do I get to be seen for the message of what I do? And I feel that the fact that your family wants to come into your group uh, I, in, in that, I see like, wow, like, what is Tammy doing? I want to be a part of this. I want to hear what she has to say. Um, so part of this, I would almost say, is there, can, are you close with some family members? Yeah, they're like, um, I left my family in Portugal and I moved to America and there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, are there some particular ones that you're quite close with, you know, two, three, five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is it possible to almost have like a family meeting or like a conversation with these people, either individually or collectively to say, hey, look, I'm really nervous to actually go full out because of certain things that I want to talk about, which I know might be uncomfortable for you or that you might not agree with immediately. And I know you love me and I know you want me to thrive and my business to thrive. And, you know, underneath it all, if you could come to a session with a client, I talk about these things and it really impacts people's lives positively. And I find that I have, yeah, I have done, um, like conversations around what I do and why it's important with the ones that I care about. Awesome. And I don't even know if it's, if it's really that, like I, okay. I'm still questioning in myself if it's the family. Cause even like, just giving an example, I got my hair done yesterday with this lady who is from the same cultural background as I am. And I could just see the perspective that she was bringing out. Like everything was witchcraft. Everything is like negative. Like if mm. people are reading cards or if people are like, the, they were actually talking about the spray and the spray said it's a um, vampire, like um, to withdraw the vampire energy around you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with that because you could use herbs to do that. And then she's like, yeah, but you can also use herbs in the negative, you know, like, and that's like that perspective of that cultural background is like anything that they see that they're not familiar with is considered witchcraft, devil craft. And, yeah. and I think that's really the story behind the family. It's like, I don't want to be perceived as witchcrafting or negative, like, like devil worshiping type of thing. That's really the background story because when you talk about channeling or I received this or I just connected to the source of energy that's I think automatically to them is negative you don't know like you know what I mean absolutely wow that is profound and just holding you in this thank you so much for sharing this and it seems like you have a really potent puzzle piece within your family that there is likely a reflection of this for the people you work with, whether overtly mm. or even behind the scenes. And really the, the base question is, would you like to in this lifetime live the gifts that you're bringing? Um, because of course there could be probably are, you know, these past life experiences of witch burning and isolation and being thrown out of, the community for certain things and do we trust our family's love or the love between us to take these risks that might have people disagree with us even vehemently disagree with us 
while we navigate our contract, if you will, with spirit of what we're here to bring in our message and our work. Yeah, I love those questions. It definitely um, penetrates differently in my energetic feel like. I feel like, I am I willing to be committed? Am I willing to, you know, speak my truth? And this isn't easy. Like that, that question can be really simple. That said, it's not easy. And I have my own flavors of this of similar um, places where I question, can I say this? Can I speak this? Can I be this, this overt about something um, in relation to my family as well? And I'm curious if you've seen your clients reflect or speak of anything similar in their lives. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. There might be something where, have you spoken about this part of your life experience in in your messaging in your shares on social media without mm -hmm. um bad speaking family but just kind of saying hey this is this is how it is this is um this is where my fear lies i love that it's super brave and as you're saying that, like, speak, like, um, you just gave me, like, a different way of seeing content, like, speak, speaking about what I'm seeing and feeling and going through mm -hmm. at the moment. Yes, exactly. So versus kind of, like, what do I say today in order to enroll a person while hiding parts of my truth and parts of my path and parts of what I'm navigating, um, I... I really love to, because I experienced this as well, I'll come forward, I'll kind of um, go back and all of a sudden, you know, first I'm like posting every day and then it's just, you know, a couple stories here and there. Um, and I find that if I just come to my devotion to my gift and my message and my channel and my work, and I just kind of sit down at that empty page at that empty post and I just say like, what is, what is true today? What is coming through for me? Um, for the community, for the collective and service to others. What does spirit want to speak through me today? And then I'll just put that forward. And that's my presence for the day. And it could be a paragraph, it could be five paragraphs or longer. Um, but it all, also it, it opens us up to our message and our work and inspiration for new ways to work with people can come through that. And also it doesn't need to be uh, every single day, right? I would probably start to aim for three times a week at least, just kind of, you know, based on the pattern of coming, you know, uh, stepping back for a month, I would say, what would it look like if we step forward at least three times a week, if not, for example, Monday through Friday. And we just look at it as, as actually this kind of business experience Monday through Friday, or at least three times a week. And then coming at it from what's true for me, what am I navigating? What does spirit want to speak through me for the people that I'm here to support? I love that. I'm so glad. Um, of course, we get to put invitations onto that to work with us. That said, sometimes, depending on the person's frequency, that's not even overtly necessary all the time. It could be, of course, we want people to know that you're available for business, for sessions, um, and taking the pressure off of like, I got to do X, Y, Z on every post. I would start with just coming forward into being um, into saying, well, here I am, here I am in my relationship to this work on a regular basis. Cause I know you're living your work every day. I know that I know that embodied creators like yourself, we don't, there's no moment where we're not living it. That said, it's, it's almost like another elevation to, um, sit down at the page or at a video or whatever it might be. 
yeah, you're making me see it in a different perspective. And I really love that. Like, um, what I'm seeing right now for myself is like, I talk about my work, but I'm not willing to talk about the deconditioning part of the mm. work. And that conversation is possibly just as important as why inner child work is important. Because it's like, for me to even do in a child work, I had to be open to the perspective of, is this um, witchcraft? And then it mm. goes right back into the same circle of the conversation that I'm fearing having. So thank you so much for that nugget. Because I just seen it like a cycle. Because even sometimes when I, you know, first meet someone, that's like in the back of their, the, their mind. Like I could tell. And then they open up with me. They're like, well... Do you sometimes fear? Because I did come from a religious perspective and I'm starting to see it like maybe that's really the conversation that will open up my clients to feel more comfortable. Wow. Yes. I'm getting chills as you're speaking this because it's just so marvelous how we are perfect. We are perfect and perfectly designed for the work that we do and for the people that choose like out of let's say for example all the people doing inner child work all the people doing purpose-based business coaching there are people that come to each of us that are unique for each of us for the work that we hold because um thank you for bringing this perspective about the deconditioning and the potential of someone looking at inner child work as witchcraft because for me i may have never known that and that may never enter my conversations because I don't hold those codes particularly and you do and the people coming to do inner child work with you are having these important conversations with you where you hold the perspectives and the journey of that and you're walking that in your life and you extract the the juice and the alchemy from that and you show your clients and your people the people who will become your clients because because they see that it's possible that you're doing it, how you're doing it. And then they come to live that work with you. And there's probably also something here for the bringing of your highest gifts, which to me creates our highest excitement in your work. So wherever that plateau happens, again, it's like permission in your content, permission in your the design of how you hold and do your work, which I, I hear you've already channeled some perspectives around. So it's this big, almost like revelation and tearing off of uh, another layer of shackles or conditioning across the whole sphere. Yeah, because really um, for my work, if I could, it's all about getting to the freedom. And it's mm. like when, when the... Con- I'm starting to see why I don't feel inspired because when it comes, it feels too big. It's like, um, talk about how religion affects you in being able to be your true self. And I'm like, mm. no, I don't want, I don't want to talk about religion. That's a whole can, you know, of that. I don't want to open a can of worms, but now I'm seeing why that can of worms is so important to open because how can they feed themselves from that perspective of thinking to be open and vulnerable if no one's really talking about that shackle? Yes. It's basically like this has chosen you and it's that part of the hero's journey where there's the denial of the mission. There's a little bit of just like, are you sure? Like, I don't know if this is for me and it's for you. Yeah, and all I can hear is like, how can you talk about freedom if you're not willing to talk about the enslavement of it? Mm. Wow. Wow, so powerful. Hmm. what else is coming through for you right now it's almost like um 
like a lot of times people like to refer everything back to the Bible. You know, in the Bible, we always like when she was doing my hair, she was talking about how there's going to be this fake heaven on earth that's going to come. That it's on the Bible, it says. But it was like everything's in the Bible. If things are bad, it's in the Bible. If it's good, it's in the Bible. But it's like it's a trap either way you see it because if things start to go well, but you think it's a fake paradise on earth because it was showing that, now you don't, it's like for the rest of your life, you have mistrust mm. everywhere you look at. And with that mistrust, how can we create freedom and abundance and paradise on earth? If, if the Bible is really teaching you to not trust in the earthly things. Wow. It almost, oof, like, okay, wow, this is so beautiful and gorgeous and deep. And what, what I'm hearing in that is that there's almost like a selective, um, or there's a, there's an interpretation of the Bible through a certain, um, limiting lens that creates the interpretation of what I just heard you say is like, when something good happens, I'm going to relate it to this fake heaven piece. When something bad happens, I'm going to relate it to this other piece. So the interpretation is skewed even when, and correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't studied the Bible. um, Even though there, there are transmissions about heaven on earth. And when do we start to look at those? And when do we start to actually um, do those things and build heaven on earth. If when we feel, um, a positive thing, we're relating it to the challenging or to the kind of a limiting aspect of that. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's on the Bible. It's going to be famine and there's going to be a lot of the sickness and the mark of the beast. And it's like, yes, great. But how do we use the Bible from a different perspective? And, and it's like, who are you listening to and how are they interpreting that Bible? Yes. And, and maybe using the same phrase and showing how three people can interpret that in three different ways. Ooh. I mean, it, it feels like you're actually bringing, um, wow, you're bringing a, a I just want to say this and, well, let me just say it kind of like this, an interpretation of the Bible, a life, a perspective, a reading of the Bible, if you will, in, in an empowering, in a healing, in a evolutionary way that allows a person to claim their, their heaven on earth, their best life, their most healed experience. Yeah, because like literally the way I see religion, it's like, a lot of the and and the, that's why the fear is so big because it's like this big thing, you know, this religion and this the people who follow the religion. But it's like Jesus didn't have a Bible to follow, and he mm-hmm. was able to meditate and he was channeling. But now, if anyone else does as Jesus does, they are seen as witchcrafters. Mm. So maybe I, I love this perspective, maybe like talking about Jesus and asking like, would you go to someone who channels? Would you believe in someone who channels? Did Jesus channel the Ten Commandments? You know what I mean? Like, did he go and receive these, like, you know, all these things that he did, like as he was passing down healing. It's like, it's almost like, I feel like, it's a hypocritical way of religion is just very hypocritical in its way because they do. And then they say, don't follow anyone else who does it. Mm. Wow. I think you're bringing such an important relationship here. And so uh, it sounds like you have a relationship with Jesus uh, in your own way. Is that true? Yes, definitely. And, uh, and with God, is that true? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is so needed, babe, because um, especially, and this is just my personal opinion, especially for channeling because of just all the energies in the astral realms and just all the energies around us. I would love to go to a channel 
who has a relationship with God, has a relationship with Jesus, and knows how to protect and devote their channel and, and the, the, what's coming through and, and protect it in Jesus, in God, because that, uh, for me personally, this is just a personal experience and opinion that I just want to share gratitude with you around for holding this, because to me, I will, I would love that practitioner over just like, Hey, I'm j- I just open up this channel and, um, without energetic protection, just because I feel that we get to learn how to energetically protect the channel as well. And, um, and hold it with that integrity. Um, you know, not to say that everybody needs to use specifically the words or the names, God or Jesus that said, there's something so powerful when we channel with that clarity of, uh, there's energetic protection here. Yeah. Cause, um, for a long time, when I was younger, I used to go to different churches and I was really just craving that community, that family, that energy of true worship of the divine. Mm-hmm. And every single church I would go into in the beginning seemed great. And then after a little bit, you start to see how they talk bad about each other, how they criticize one another. And that would eat me up because I was I was, was like, we learning the word of Jesus to follow what he did, but we don't even do that within our own home of the church. And it was, I could feel like how heavy that energy was within me because at that time I was really trying to aspire to become like Jesus, like to learn mm. what he was doing. How did he do it? And I want to follow this path and I want to be, if not like him better than him, you know, cause he said we were able to. But it was like, mm. that was never the, the vision. That was never the goal. And then it was Oof. like, what is the goal then? <laughs> you know, if he came here to teach us and then we talk about him and we read about his words, but then we don't follow his steps. I always thought that was fascinating to me. See that, that what you shared there, your experience, your view from inside the church, there's so many people that that would appreciate and recognize their own experience in that. There's so many people that desire and are called as well in this way. And so when we circle back to um, that, maybe we're not speaking in a consistent way because we have a fear of uh, family or community or whatever it might be, we are placing our authority in that, in what would this other person think? And I've absolutely been there and been on the journey of entangling that. And what has helped me is to really place my authority in God and really coming to every post I write as much as I can recall to do this and remember and writing it in the name of my gifts, in the name of God, in the name of my relationship with um, the great love. And that, that allowed, so in that moment, it's, it's basically like my moment of, of prayer and communion to create this piece of content that yes, has an invitation to uh, receive my work or whatever it may be. That said, that pressure of like, I got to come to social media to kind of like, you know, slither through people's approval and then maybe then have my marketing land with a person that is actually so exhausting and so much more challenging really for me. It's actually like energy draining. So re-templating that authority to, well, who do I serve here? And I think you just shared your answer on that. I love that. And it's like just allowing God to give me what he wants to share with the world versus me digging into Mm. my brain to what do I need to, because that's, I think that's part of the resistance is like, what do I want to really say today? What do I want? And then little by little is like pulling instead of being open to allowing source to just, and just talking to you, I feel like we just gone over so many pieces of content that I can have fun with. A hundred percent. Yeah. 
um, you know, we're doing the recording and there's also a transcript and I'll send you all of that by tonight. So you'll have that, um, to look over if, if, you know, unless you just kind of jot it all down immediately. Um, you know, let's say after this call, you're super inspired and you just go and create these pieces. I feel that what you're bringing is so deeply important and, uh, that there is a sacred calling upon, upon you to be this messenger and of course it's uh I'll just say it's scary to to hold that and navigate that that said um I love this uh this kind of giving over of our work of our business to God to spirit to source and saying well what do you want me to launch what do you want me to offer how do you want me to work with my clients even in the session and I mean you know, as a channel, you know, maybe this is similar to what you do, this, this kind of piece of, well, I'm stepping out of the way and I'm here in service to this person and may the highest and greatest come through for them. Um, and that just guides the experience, right. And takes us out of the, the doldrum of kind of, okay, here's this session. This is what we do. And kind of, whoa, it's like, what if we need to veer left? What if we need to go into territory that I, or we have never gone into before? Well, we can, because this is where your guidance is taking you. And this session is um, in the name of healing, in the name of source, and it's guided by healing and source and love. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, before I start any session, I do that, pray so that that can come through, but then I don't allow myself to shift it if I feel the need. Like I still go with the same protocol instead of just really allowing myself to be open. And just as I look at my phone, it's one, one, one right now. Yes. <laughs> just before um, you said that, I looked at that as well. <laughs> it was, it, I wasn't even touching my phone at all. I was on the stand and it turned on for that one second to just. Wow. Just like, Perfect. Ah, so good. <laughs> and I feel like there's just from this session, I already feel a shift in me of wanting to speak. Because even when I, when I was trying to find why don't I speak, now I can see it because it's like when it comes, I'm like, no, 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 that's too big. No, no, no. Mm. So that's why I'm not allowing my channel to fall through because it feels bigger than me. And yeah. my question would be, um, how do you hold yourself in your body when a message that you want to bring forth feels big? Mm. Wow. Yeah. So... First of all, I would allow the message to flow out. Um, so let's just say we're talking about writing it. I would let it flow out and write it in a way where for me, it sometimes even requires telling myself, just let this out. Let's see if you publish it. <laughs> so I let it flow out. And then, of course, I do hit publish and I just feel the fear. I feel what's happening. I feel my body reacting to it. And I feel that, oh man, is this, this can of worms. And I trust that message. And I trust that channel. I trust that I'm being, that I'm being guided to do this. And I also then trust to be protected and guided throughout whatever happens after I hit publish, which is thankfully has never been anything that that fearful part of my mind has ever imagined. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, you know, staying in my body after that, it's, you know, it's the, the breathing and the stretching and the going into nature and the just letting it, letting that message go on and live its life as I go on and live my life. And, you know, I get to be a steward of that message and it's not necessarily me like I still have my life this message is coming through me and I have a relationship with it and it's actually a healing relationship for myself to transmit this to be the steward of this to have this come through my channel is this answering your question yes very much and it's even showing me how not being attached to the message allows the message to be itself like I'm not it I'm just bringing something to awareness and I'm not I don't have to be responsible for it you know it's it's its own thing yes um yeah so it's 
it can take away that layer where we say like, well, if someone disagrees with this, or if someone says, if someone even attacks this, they're attacking me and my whole being and my whole existence, which could feel that way to our body. Absolutely. And maybe the person attacking it, not to say that we're bringing this in in any way, like honestly, what, what you're bringing through is so loving and so powerful and so potent that I, I really don't see anything, but just like a relief for so many people to hear this, but just, you know, just to kind of speak to this thing that even if a person was to say their disagreement in a sense that directs it at us, um, we, we can again, bring our, our relationship with love and source even into that. And to, um, I've had, you know, I've had this thing where I will read comments like dis like disagreeing or attacking comments on, on, you know, conversations in posts, um, in a way that I understand that that's not even the full spectrum of that person, that that is an energy working through that person expressing in this way. So just really kind of bringing back into light and sovereignty and peace myself and everybody else as well. Um, and just continuing to do the work. Yeah, because I do feel like that's the that's a really big piece. Even though I never understood why that like, because a lot of times I'm like, why am I gonna talk about religion or why am I gonna talk about slavery, for example? Mm -hmm. And I can never really understand why I should talk about it when my job is really about freedom and inner child work. And now after today, I can see the cycle and why that that means, because a lot of times they want to do it, but then they have that fear of what if it's something of the devil, you know, because I had that fear in, in the beginning of my path. I even remember like praying, being like, source, if this is anything that is not of your light, if it's not something I'm supposed to do, please just protect me and know that I'm doing this thinking, you know, it is, you know, in the light. But because of my preconditioning through religion, it was fearful. Mm -hmm. But I feel like all these people in religion really need to do a lot of this inner child work so that they can be in, in, in the place in their heart where they can fully start to hear the guidance, their own inner guidance. Because it's like they always put in the, the responsibility outside of themselves instead of going back and feeling like, can I connect with source? Can I hear what source has to tell me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it sounds like even when, when you prayed around that and asked for protection and guidance, you were using your relationship of pure trust and devotion and commitment to walking with source in mm -hmm. that moment of asking around that. So even guiding a person to maybe this is a post, you know, guiding a person to ask that question internally. Like, do, do, does a person have that availability to ask internally or is it being constantly outsourced because that's just the way it was trained? Um, so I hear that this is really a coming, a deep coming home and a coming home into a beautiful, divine, peaceful relationship with source versus kind of a, a standardized or a taught um, relationship that might be keeping a distance with it with a person that really you're you're returning people home to themselves and this is really inner child work yeah and and I love how you just put it into words because it's like if me and you had a relationship but there was always somebody that you would go into to be able to talk to me first or oh mm. first I need to listen to this before I go and connect to her it's a block because you're not feeling that truth within your own heart and being able to really hear it for yourself and I think yes. that's what keeps a lot of people blocked a lot of times is because they can't fully trust their own inner guidance wow yes all of this this is there's so much richness and so much depth and um where I mean, there's so many places to go in sessions with people when this is what we're doing. I mean, it's infinite. It's so expansive. Um, I'm really excited to, to see um, just how this shifts your, your sessions and just like that deep permission of, yes, I have these tools and we're coming into this and kind of going with whatever is present now 
our North star is this total freedom and what are we doing here today? And just how that elevates your personal experience of each session and, and your work as a whole. Wow, I love this so much. I feel like my juices are really open right now and flowing. This so because now it's like now I can see why I need to talk about these things, why that's so important to talk about, even though there could be that fear. But now I like the connection just it's almost like you just opened up the chain for me. Like you were like, nope, this is why. Thank you. Wow, I'm Truly. so honored. You're so welcome. Ante, here I come. <laughs> yeah, I actually feel like you're fired up to do this right now. Would you like to do that? Would you like to go and create? Yes, I am actually. I have like <laughs> not different topics that revolve around all of these. I wrote old conditionings keep you stuck, but you think you're free. Mm. And with that, I can go into like, you know, your old way of culture, your old way of religion, your old way of relationship, seeing how because you're not able to connect to the inner child, that purity, the conditionings that came through to teach you that that's how it should have been is what's keeping you stuck, even though in your mind you think you're free. Mm. Yes. Yes. Oh, so potent and powerful. Yeah. So I completely would love to just say like, yes, go utilize this energy, go do this. And just before that, just give any space to if there's any other questions or loose ends or anything that wants to be spoken in here. Just connecting in and asking if there's anything else you want to come to. I'm just hearing like freedom and freedom of sensuality, freedom of truth, freedom of expression. I'm just hearing those words, but I don't really know if there's any questions that come through with that. That might even be... Um... That might even be something that goes into something that you stand for, something that you bring, or that could even be a bio on Facebook. Um, yeah, I would just like write that down kind of in those words that is coming through and see where that takes you. I love that. Yeah, I feel very complete. And it's almost like um, I just seen like someone who probably went through rape or something in their past, you know, and then they kind of like just moved on, but couldn't really heal it. And now they're in this religion or they almost in and out of it, but then they're not able to heal because all these other methods of healing are told by them that, you know, that's not from God, like just leave it, you know, just pray over it and you're going to be healed. But in reality, that memory is still in their bodies, it's still in their cells, and they can't really move from it. And the mm. impact of the choices that come from that wounded part of them, I don't know, there's something that's just, it's almost like someone, I just seen like someone who went through and they, in the religion, but they can't free themselves from that emotion. And, you know, a lot of times religion doesn't really know what to do with those emotions, but then it doesn't also allow you to go into someone who can channel you back into that moment to just release yourself from that, which is yes. really where I am. So, yeah, thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for you, for everybody that you are poised to support and lead into their healing in such a beautiful potent way thank you for your work i'm so honored to just have held this space with you you completely inspire me with with what you're with what you're doing and what you're walking and just so many blessings to you same to you thank you so so much this moment was more than i expected and i am very grateful mm. Thank you. Thank you. Have an amazing time with this. And yes, go forth and 
and be with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great one. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being here, for listening to this podcast, for listening to this incredible, awe-inspiring for me personally series of the live coaching calls. Always so much gratitude to all the guests, all the women that are participating in this, just barring their souls, letting us to see what it's like to walk the path of soulful business. And as we wrap up here, I have two invitations for you, one being to book a coaching call for yourself if you wish. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to my calendar where you can book in a one-hour call, just like any of these calls in the live coaching call series one hour together where we get to go into anywhere where you have questions, where you desire support. And there is also uh, something that I want to share with you, which is a resource for amazing, incredible yoni wands and yoni eggs. And this is such a beautiful resource. I know that yoni wands and eggs are so available on the internet right now. And there is just this one company that I explicitly trust and is the one source where I receive my wands and eggs from. And I want to tell you why for a second, because it's actually really important to know this so that you can make the most aligned decision for your yoni. Because from my research from when I was beginning to use um, eggs and wands, what I saw was that there's only just a handful, just a couple really of stones, of precious stones that are suitable for the yoni environment. And those are jade and obsidian and also sometimes rose quartz. That said, jade and obsidian are truly the ones that are completely perfect, if you will, for the moist yoni environment. There's a lot of other stones that you can purchase right now um, that are beautiful, that are gorgeous, that have beautiful vibrations as crystals do. And according to my research, they are not stones that I wish to introduce, especially for um, elongated practice sessions into the yoni environment. I'm very much a stand for health, a stand for complete um, integrity in my body and my systems, and that is why I personally choose only to utilize jade and obsidian for my eggs and my wands. I also do have a rose quartz yoni egg that I use for practice. Um, that said, the rose quartz has a bit of a different care. I'll, I'll really make sure to um, I won't be sleeping with this egg in. There's a whole, you know, transmission on yoni eggs that we can give here. That said, I won't use the rose quartz for uh, hours and hours of extended use as an egg. I'll use it for a practice and then I'll I'll clear I'll, I'll cleanse it. And that's because the quartz is a much more porous stone. The obsidian and the jade are not porous, and they they're just they're they're wonderful for the yoni environment. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what I want to share with you is this resource, and this isn't just your standard regular Canadian jade. Um, this place carries really gorgeous Siberian jade varieties. So not only the deep green jade that you might be familiar with, they also have white jade, blue jade, black rainbow jade is gorgeous so you know if you want to have those colors and those differences and those experiences with the different um qualities and beauties of different colors this is it there's siberian jade carrying all these different colors it's so gorgeous i personally have a whole collection going so this is where i purchase all of mine and where when i um send a yoni wand or a yoni egg to one of my long-term private clients this is where I source them. So you can find that link in the description and also a coupon code to receive 10% off your order. I love this company so much and 
Mm, I just love it when people do business in integrity and when it's good for the yoni. I love businesses that are good and healthy for the yoni. So I'm sending you so much love. Those links are in the description for you. I am so grateful to you and just in awe, in awe of this life, in awe of this world of oh, so grateful, so grateful and so happy. Have an amazing rest of your day.